Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Tips Over Tipples, the show where Louise and I sit down, have a cheeky little drink, and talk about places to eat and drink in London. On today's episode, we're talking about a meal we had at Bouchon Racine, a French bistro restaurant in Farringdon where you can expect to spend between 65 and 85 quid a head. So Louise, it's the 28th of January, and as our listenership will know, you've been doing dry January. But we went out for dinner this weekend, and I saw you have two glasses of wine, and you've just put a drink that looks pretty alcoholic down in front of me. What's going on? Well, yeah, we've booked Bouchon Racine, and I figured that could just mark the end of dry Jan. It's hard to do a French bistro without having some red wine, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And we won't get into it yet, but I'm glad that we did. Exactly. So... You've given up, I can see. What are we drinking? I know, weakness, I've given up. <laughs> so we're having uh, gin and tonics with botanist gin. Ah, which, your favourite. Yeah, one of my favourites, which is from Scotland. It's kind of a more herbal gin. And you're serving it with, I expect, the only tonic you ever use? <laughs> yes, the correct tonic fever tree. Exactly. And yeah, no, it's very nice. I've had this before. It's just nice to be having a relaxed drink on a Sunday afternoon with you. So we ate in Farringdon this weekend. It was Bouchon Racine. We'll get into everything to do with that place and what we thought of it. But we went for a bit of a walk around Farringdon uh, to kill some time before dinner. And it made me remember there's just loads of good restaurants around there, isn't it? I hadn't quite realised what a concentration of places there that there is in Farringdon. Yeah, definitely. I kind of had forgotten that Exmouth Markets is basically in Farringdon or so close, cause, because we love Marito, which is on Exmouth Markets. Yeah, we discovered that a few years ago, didn't we? Just walk, walking past. Exactly, yeah. It's, for those who don't know, it's kind of Spanish cross. Is it kind of, I think, like Lebanese? Yes, but that's just one of our go-tos. We love that. It's very easy, small plates food, very relaxed atmosphere. And you can normally get a walk-in table, to be honest, can't you, if it's two of you? Yeah, exactly. But we've also talked about doing quality, quality chop house for a while. Yeah, quality chop house is there. Um, super keen. I'm, I'm sure we'll do an episode on that in the in the coming months. There's that place. I don't know if I've told you about it. Anglo, which I've had my eye on for a while. It's getting really good reviews. Everyone that I have heard who's been to it has absolutely loved it. But I think it's kind of flying a little bit under the radar as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm keen to I'm keen to go there and let the let the listeners know what we think of it before before it blows up. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll make it blow up, Louise. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, definitely keen to go. I think another newer one that's not quite opened up yet is Morcella, which is a sister restaurant to Perilla in Newington Green. Is this the one you told me that we've, we've booked? Yes, we have booked it for one of the early dates. So it's not open yet? No, it's not open yet. Okay, cool. So it's a sister restaurant to Perilla, so is it kind of the same... The same cuisine, kind of modern European stuff? Yeah, I'd say from the menu, it's looking quite just modern Mediterranean. There's some uh, tortilla sandwich, so more Spanish. There's the vitella tonato, which is a Italian dish. Yeah. So there's, I guess, a kind of, yeah, modern European Mediterranean, Mediterranean vibes. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Yes, yeah, so we've been to Perilla once before, so really interested to see what this place is like. And we'll let the listener know once, we, once we've been. And then, yeah, also in Farringdon, we, we can't forget they've got St. John as well. Another, I guess, London institution. Yeah, which should be on everybody's eating out roadmap. Uh, bit of a nose-to-tail restaurant, though, so, so be warned. It is 
there will be a lot of offal on the menu. Tom, we're forgetting another quite memorable meal we had actually in Farringdon. You won't be able to forget it. Remember that dining in the dark restaurant? Oh goodness, yeah, we went. That was a long time ago, Louise. That was like seven years ago now. That was years ago. That was when we first moved to London and we were doing all the cool London stuff. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? Cafe Noir or something? Yeah, something noir. Yeah, that was an interesting experience. It was kind of cool and we'd heard about it. I just remember regretting going for the meat <laughs> option. <laughs> just putting meat in your mouth and you don't know what kind of meat it is. It was just a bit weird, wasn't it? And I just remember the meat being really soft as well. I don't know. I, I didn't love that experience. Yeah, it was like a meatball potentially, but then we're like, is it a meatball? We don't know if it's a meatball. All these questions about what's the meat and what's the format was really irksome. Yeah, I think, obviously your people say that your other senses are enhanced when, when one of your senses is taken away from you, but I don't think that was for the benefit of, of eating. I think eating is often nice to be able to see what you're, what, what you're eating and yeah, it was a cool experience. I'm not. I don't think I'd include that in the rest of the list of restaurants we just talked about, <laughs> where people should should go. It's fun. Do it if you want, but we're not saying that's a must do on the culinary scene. At least I'm not. No, it's a definitely an interesting meal, but it's <laughs> not a strong recommend from me. I'd really forgotten the the the, the mystery meat. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, Farringdon has got a lot to offer, and so it should be kind of on everybody's list. But this week we went to Bouchon Racine, which is literally just out of the Farringdon station. Super easy to get to. And it's actually above a pub called The Three Compasses. Not to be confused with The Three Compasses in Dalston, which serves our favourite burgers in London. A different pub called Three Compasses. But we didn't really go to that pub, did we? We just went straight upstairs. Yeah, we poked our head into the bar just to see what it was like. Interestingly, it was kind of just a standard pub, basically. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a little bit more cosy and traditional. It was it was fine, but it, it didn't seem to be an exceptionally great great pub. But yeah. anyway, we weren't there for, for, for a pub. We were there for food, weren't we? Exactly. And fortunately, the restaurant is completely different. Like, yeah. you walk up the stairs to kind of turn the corner, and there's lots of cute artwork. It feels like you're in this kind of cute French... Not quite attic, but almost like a, ma- a big attic. It does feel slightly Parisian in there, yeah. doesn't it? I Again, agree. with the slanted roofs. Yeah, exactly. Because half of the restaurant roof is kind of glass. It's almost like a conservatory mm. on a second floor. Some of the seating is kind of in that conservatory area, which gives you nice views and really lights up the, the restaurant quite nicely. And then the rest of the restaurant, as you say, is very cute, very bistro-esque. Uh, very, very, very nice decor. It feels very in keeping with with traditional French restaurant, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so we were taken through to our table. The servers were really great. They were lovely. And there aren't any paper menus. They've only got one blackboard menu. And there's literally only one in the restaurant. So a few different tables were sat down and we all kind of had to share the blackboard and the waiter talked it through to us um, because there was quite a lot of explanation, wasn't there? I mean, there's a lot of explanation. I mean, first of all, we really had to angle our necks to be able to read it because he he was serving it to three people. There was a lot of explanation. There's a hell of a lot on the menu and half the words are French and half the time I can't read the the handwriting. So it it was useful to have, have someone helping us through the list. Yes, definitely. Very helpful. And there are lots of dishes that are, they're classics, they're going to be kind of there all the time, but then there's sometimes the specials. So 
there's kind of lots of options between those. Yeah, he kind of explains that roughly what half the menu is unlikely to change, at least for the foreseeable future, and then the other half often changes. So he said you've kind of got two options. You can either try the classics now and then come back again and try try the other stuff or, or, or vice versa. The lady who we were who we made friends with because she was having the menu explained to her at the same time kind of had a little quip at him, didn't she? She said, if I ever bloody get a booking here again, because it's so hard to get a booking at Bouchon Racine. Yes, that's one thing to note. You're probably you're not going to get a last minute booking there. No. Bookings open up, is that a month in advance? Yeah, it's 30 days in advance. And we got in pretty quickly after that, well, within that sort of 30 day period. And we still had to get a 6.30 booking, so like not quite a prime time booking. Yeah, it does fill up really quickly. This place is a little bit more traditional. The menu is very kind of classic French and you can easily go here and have a starter, a main and a pudding per person. It's more traditional in that sense. It's, le- it's less small plate sharer vibes, right? Yes, exactly. You can still share and they still have some larger mains that are sharers that yeah. are quite substantial. They had a whole chicken with something or other, which looked amazing as it went past. It looked like an absolutely huge plate of food, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it looked so good. But yeah, we're getting into the food. Should we get into the food? Let's do it. What do you think of it overall? What are your what are your key takeaways about eating out at Bouchon Racine? I thought it was a delicious meal. Very classic French, well executed. Luckily, we kind of eat everything. We don't have any dietary restrictions. If you didn't eat dairy, it might be a bit limiting. Yeah, I think it's it's not that much of a vegan friendly restaurant. They don't have anything vegan on the on the menu. We did ask the waiter about this, and they said that when anyone comes in with dietary requirements like like veganism the chefs will will go away and just rustle something up and they like doing it and they put some effort into it but it's not somewhere that i think vegans or even probably vegetarians will be rushing to go because it is a very kind of meat uh forward the menu <laughs> exactly but in saying all of that i thought i mean for us it was delicious really good service really nice atmosphere uh, i think we liked some dishes more than others but you know that's Going to happen anywhere? Yeah, exactly. And some desserts to die for. I would definitely rush back for them. They were so good, weren't they? Yeah. And what about you? Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a really strong recommendation from me. If you like your French cooking, if you like your dairy, if you like beautiful cuts of meat, this is a really good place to go. The atmosphere was amazing. It felt very nice to be there. And the food was just absolutely wonderful. And I think be a really good place to take your parents for a slightly nicer meal out or or go with family. I just think it's a it's a it's a it's a nice spot to have some some really decent grub. Should we talk through uh, the dishes and what we thought of them? Yeah, let's do it. We shared everything, didn't we? So we got two starters, two mains and two puddings and shared them between us because we wanted to try as much as possible. So on the starters, we had Two. Yep, so we had a uh, beef tartare. Weirdly, I think this is probably my least favourite dish from the meal. And that's not to say it wasn't a good dish. I think a lot of people would absolutely love this. It had, for me, a flavour which I preferred. I prefer not to have in my tartare. I think it was either some kind of strong mustard or horseradish. It did taste a bit horseradishy, didn't it? Yeah, it tasted like a horseradish. And... I think for me, I'd, I'd prefer not to have that in my steak tartare. But if you do like that kind of flavour, then this this is amazing. It had capers in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some nice crusty toasted sourdough came with it, which you, you didn't think it needed. You, you just liked to eat the meat on its own, didn't you? Yeah, I 
uh, didn't love the uh, sourdough with it. I felt like it was, I'm not sure, it's sort of too heavy or something. Um, I think I just preferred it on its own or maybe sometimes when they have some kind of crisps or like some something crispy with it essentially i think this is a matter of taste because i yeah. i loved eating it with the with the bread and i thought the the sourdough was was great and that's me who's 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 on this this mission to to reduce the amount of sourdough we eat in london so <laughs> so no, I, I think it was a good dish if you like those flavors order the tartar i think for us we'd probably order something else next time just to try some more of the menu and because yeah we didn't we didn't love that horseradishy element to the to the dish but we did really enjoy the other starter, or I did at least. I loved it as well. Yes. It was... <sighs> Tom, can you describe it? I'm, I'm struggling <laughs> to figure out how to describe yeah, this dish. I, I was wondering whether you were going to be able to or not. <laughs> so I would describe it as a salad, but an incredibly French salad. So it was one of the major components of it was pork. It was kind of shredded pork that had been fried up into a really nice, crispy texture. It also came with French goat's cheese, which was really creamy, lovely texture, really good flavour. It had some green leaves in there. And then it came with this dressing which had oil and it also had finely chopped anchovies in it and a few and a few other things. So it was really kind of salty, rich, cheesy, meaty salad. So not a not a particularly healthy salad, but we're not we're not going to Bouchon Racine for a bloody diet, Louise. We're going there to eat tasty food. And I just thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely delicious. It would have been, maybe for me, quite intense to have on my own. I think I was glad I was sharing it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think beautiful. The flavours worked so well. Loved the pork, the goat's cheese. And it had that crispy bit of sort of kind of toasted bread on top, which was a nice kind of a cracker with it. So those were, those were our starters. And we had meat in both of them. And then we, we moved on to our main courses, which had... More cheese and more meat, didn't they? <laughs> yes, exactly. We got one of their signatures that's always on the menu, and then we got one of the, the specials as well, didn't we? Yes, yeah, so we got the rabbit, which was a kind of big chunk of rabbit leg with the mustard sp- sauce, smoked bacon, and some lovely green beans. And it was a big chunk of rabbit. I was surprised at how much rabbit we got. And we don't really eat rabbit all that often, do we? What did you, what did you think of it? Yeah, we really don't. And I... I'm not sure I've actually had it in such a large piece before. Sometimes I've had it in a stew where it's sort of smaller bits of it. But I thought it was really nice. Like it was kind of a bit crispy, really nice flavour. It all worked really well together. Yeah, I thought the flavour of the rabbit and the texture, it was cooked to perfection. I thought it was really, really yummy. The sauce was quite a mustardy sauce, but I thought it actually worked really well with the with the meat. And then the, the, fried, the fried bacon as well was a nice element. Mm-hmm. And the beans were beans. They were tasty. It was nice to be having something green on on th- this meal. Yeah, exactly. And we did get some boiled potatoes with uh, some buttery boiled potatoes as a recommendation from the waiter to mop up that sauce. So I really enjoyed the rabbit. Yeah, I really enjoyed the rabbit. Yeah, the, the mustard sauce, it was quite strongly mustardy. I think it was nice that I was sharing it. Maybe I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it if I had it all to myself. Um, no, but I really enjoyed it. I would, would have it again. But I think for me, the next dish was the standout. Yes, I think we can both agree on that. We had this dish, which is a signature of theirs, or, or a classic. It's always going to be on the menu. It was bavette steak served with St. Marcelin sauce. And it was just absolutely fantastic. Very French restaurant. I loved it. We ordered the steak. They didn't ask us how we wanted it. They were going to serve the steak cooked the correct way. I'd say it was medium rare to rare. The steak was so tender, wasn't it? It was mm. beautiful. Absolutely melt in the mouth. Yep, so tender. 
Uh, and it came in some delicious chips too. Yeah, the chips were great. Do you want to talk about the sauce? Because the sauce was, was a bit of me. Oh yeah, that sauce was good. It was creamy. I think it's kind of a cream and cheesy sauce, right? But it doesn't taste too cheesy. I think it's two types of cheese as well, melted <laughs> down, put in with some cream. And I'm sure there's a bit of garlic and other other stuff in there. But yeah, it, it is essentially a cheese sauce, but it's not overpoweringly cheesy, right? No, not overpoweringly cheesy. Like initially when I didn't know what it was, it was almost like a Bernays, but not quite, not quite as tangy as a Bernays, but it has that kind of creaminess. I agree. And it just worked so well. And it was, I've never seen this before. And they did it for both dishes, actually, both the rabbit and the steak, where the sauce, I think they put the sauce on the plate first. They cover the whole bottom of the plate in the sauce, and then they plonk the main components of the meal on top. And I just thought it worked really well. Yeah, which is, that was beautiful, actually. Beautiful presentation. And it was lots of sauce. I loved all the sauce. Yeah, it, it was honestly stunning to look at you should look at our instagram or our blog to to, to see the photos of this because it was it was really nice so yeah at this point louise we're a starter and a main down and we're feeling pretty full aren't we yeah not overly full but you know oh, okay <laughs> okay i was feeling pretty full maybe i was eating way more of the potatoes than you but i i was i was on my last we left a potato that's how that's how full I was feeling. Oh, I wow. never normally let a potato go <laughs> go back to the kitchen. Oh, no. I could... Tom, I could see into the future. I could see what I was planning. I was not going to get overly full at dinner well, at, at, by the main course. Well, no. I knew I was going to have pudding as well, Louise, but I'm also just willing to get over full and just power through the pudding. <laughs> you are a, you're an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. But I think you should talk about the desserts, Louise, because you absolutely loved them, didn't you? And we should also say, sorry, for, for listeners who are maybe not English, we keep switching between the word pudding and dessert. And we've had a bit of feedback on this. And, and sorry, in the UK, we use those two words interchangeably. We're not, when I say pudding, I'm not talking about a literal pudding like Americans would think of a pudding. We're just talking about any dessert. So, anyway. What do you mean Americans? Like sticky toffee pudding is a pudding. It's a pudding, exactly. Yeah, but it's... It's a, it's a dessert slash pudding, which is sticky toffee. <laughs> No, to all the listeners who have been confused, look, I understand. I've been here for long enough that now I've just been brainwashed into saying pudding. But dessert is the broad category, and then pudding should be a type of dessert. You're talking nonsense, Louise. <laughs> I understand that, that is a thing as well, but not not in this country, all right? <laughs> not here. Not, not if you want to stay here. <laughs> not if you want to stay here. Pudding is served after main course. That's it. Oh, it does roll off the, st- the tongue. Starter mains puds. Starter mains puds. You don't say starter main dessert. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get on to pudding, Louise. <laughs> well, for dessert, <laughs> um, I'd actually looked up the menu on Instagram. Always precarious. You can never get your hopes up, as we know. But I had slightly gotten my hopes up. <laughs> Sensible. <laughs> for this pear and almonds tart. I just think that sounded so nice. Sometimes I do get a bit worried that almond is going to have that almond essence, marzipan kind of flavour. So I actually did check with the waiter. That Very sensible. You, yeah. You've been stung too many times. I have. And fortunately it doesn't. It's just kind of like pure kind of ground almonds. Oh, this tart was amazing. A beautiful thin pastry. Amazing. That kind of soft almond, like frangipan kind of texture, so that kind of sweet, soft almondy texture and with a pear in it, and it comes with a dollop of creme fraiche. Oh, it was amazing. I think every 
pudding came with creme fraiche. <laughs> yeah. they, the, the French love their creme fraiche and Bouchon Racine certainly loves it. Yeah. But it, it worked really well, right? Because it's kind of a nice moistening element, but doesn't add too much extra sweetness and doesn't mm-hmm. really take away from the flavor of the, the main mm. dish. Yeah, it accompanied it really well. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? I loved that dish. Oh, it was stunning. But it was actually the second best dessert we had that night, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. They're neck and neck for me. I really no. Yeah, they're Tom. not neck and neck. The, 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 this other one you're about to describe is leaving that bloody tart in the dust. This other one was absolutely <laughs> leaving it in the dust. It was. It was so so good. No, not dissing on the tart. I'm just saying this other one was amazing. It was gorgeous. It was a very assu- unassuming small pot with some creme fraiche on top, but then kind of you dug into it, and it's this really chocolatey ganache like it's much heavier than a mousse yeah but the flavor was amazing it was obviously such high quality chocolate amazing texture so so rich it was fantastic when this pot first got put down on us and it because you couldn't see into it other than just this layer of creme fraiche on top i thought that was the side of creme fraiche and they were going to be serving us the chocolate thing next to it i thought that is no way big enough to be the pudding here I'm, I'm about to kick off but upon biting in and having some of this rich chocolate it was more than enough two really good puddings at this place they also had a couple of others i can't remember all of them but the lady in the table next to us she ordered the rice pudding with rhubarb and i did hear her say to the waiter as he walked past that, that it had knocked her socks off right she she was really enjoying that dish yeah i think she said best rice pudding she's ever had to Big. quote. <laughs> wow, wow. To quote the lady next to us. So that's the food. All in all, we absolutely loved it. And we should probably talk about drinks as well, Louise. Mm-hmm. So you were coming out of dry January, didn't want to go too hard. You didn't want to drink loads. So we decided not to share a bottle. You, you, you kind of just wanted a couple of glasses of wine, right? Yeah, exactly. Didn't want to go too hard. And I was also keen to try a few different things. There were some, a few different red wines that looked nice. Yeah. I think I'd say about the wine menu, on the bottle side, I think it's really good, right? They've got bottles ranging from the 30 quid a bottle all the way up to about 550 pounds a bottle. And they've got quite a broad range of bottles. They've got a lot on there. And they all look really nice. I think by the glass, we we only wanted red. They only had kind of three or four options, didn't they? So they had one that was... Yeah, I think they ranged from 650 to 14, but I think they had one that was 650, one that was about 9, and the other two were were kind of 12 and 14 or something. So if you're trying to kind of go a little bit cheaper on the wine, by the glass there's not too many options. I think it's probably better if you go with more than two people to share a bottle. But as you say, Louise, we wanted to try a few of the wines, so so we opted to to have a couple of glasses each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we. I started on the Cote de Rhone, so a lighter red. Yeah, I had one of those as well, and it was it was nice. It was a reasonably good glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I think it cost us what eight pounds, and, and and it was perfectly fine. It, it it wasn't kind of blowing our minds, but it was a nice glass of wine. No, exactly. I did treat myself on the second glass to a Pinot Noir, which was twelve pounds thirty, and it was really nice. It was delicious, wasn't it? Yeah, it worked really well, and you got complimented on it on matching it with the. Rabbit, didn't you? The, I did, the, the waiter yeah. said you, you did well there. Yes, yeah, so I went for the Vento Rouge, which was a uh, Grenache. And to be honest, this, this was the cheapest red wine by the glass on the menu. And it was okay. I didn't really enjoy the glass. I wouldn't recommend people go for this. I think pay a little bit more or 
or get a bottle because I think I think there's much nicer wines on on the menu. Definitely not criticizing the wines generally available at Bouchon Racine. We just weren't pushing the boat out too much on 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 this visit. So overall, we had an amazing time, didn't we? I felt like we were very well looked after. Yeah, definitely. The service was amazing. I mean, from that first description of the blackboard, it was really detailed. You know, we asked questions. Uh, it was really, it was really well explained. Yeah, and he just kept coming over to check on us, make sure we still understood everything. We were having a nice time. And um, actually, what I did love is that we finished our our mains, and we had kind of some wine left and stuff. And he said, I'll come over and talk to you about puddings in a bit, but no need to rush. You can sit back and relax. We definitely didn't feel like we were being rushed out of the restaurant. We could have sat there for as long as we wanted, didn't we? Yeah, it's really refreshing in terms of like restaurants in London. Often you have a pretty tight amount of time that you can be there for. But we did feel very unrushed. Uh, it was very relaxed. I really liked that he called it out and said, just just sit back and, and, and enjoy. It, 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 was, it was a really nice touch. So, so, so well done then. Yeah, really attentive but relaxed. Yeah. And overall, amazing service, lovely atmosphere, and just fantastic food, right? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely keen to go back. Are you? Yes, I'd definitely go back. Yeah, and I think next time we should we should take some friends or, or take some family. A really, a really nice place to go. It's not the cheapest place in the world. You're, as we said, you're going to be spending kind of 65 to 85 quid. But I think for, for, for a fancy, nice meal out, this is a, a, a really good place to go in London. It should be on anyone's list. Yep, absolutely. So thanks for listening to the episode, everyone. We hope you enjoyed tuning in and listening to all of our thoughts on Bouchon Racine. It's definitely somewhere we'd recommend. Join us again next week when we're going to be doing a special episode that isn't focused on a restaurant in London at all. We're going to be talking to you about a meal we had at L'Enclume, a three-mission-star restaurant based in Cartmel in the Lake District. We went there for our engagement meal. It was a very special meal to us and... We just think everyone should know about the incredible food we ate there. So if you're interested in hearing about one of the best restaurants in the UK, tune in next week. Thanks, everybody. 